in a world where you cannot possibly see all of the films and TV shows, three men are film spoiling for a fight. This summer, Rancid. Hey everybody, welcome to Rancid, the movie podcast where my friends, Mark Nijwander and Lancelot Schaubert, uh, ruin movies for me so I don't have to pay money to go see them. In this episode, we are going to have all the spoilers for Avengers Endgame. Uh, if you've not watched it and you want to watch it, pour some money into Disney's pocket and go get there. Uh, but if you don't want to watch it, we're going to do a terrible job explaining it. Uh, and or have if you some don't laughs. support Disney homelessness. Lance with That's a, a deep salient little, point. Um, <laughs> a little far this early in the podcast, I think. And oh, Mark with a good criticism. So we're going to get right into it. Avengers Endgame. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And Lance, why don't you start us off with uh, how the movie begins. Do you remember Infinity War? I remember a lot of Infinity War. Yeah, I think I do. Okay. What do you remember about where we left off? So Thanos snapped. Uh-huh. Uh, literally. Uh-huh. And figuratively. Uh-huh. And half of our universe uh, of characters that we love disappeared. I am dust. Instead of Groot. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Um, and Thanos seemed relieved. At the end, I remember that, and I remember everyone wondering, what are we going to do now? Um, Did you cry? uh, I didn't cry. I was surprised. It was a good, I I felt like it was uh, an interesting ending to Infinity War. Did you know that cried? No, I don't, no, I don't hang with those guys. No, okay. Or gals. (laughs) Like... A quick aside, what movies have you cried at that you feel pretty solid in your tears? Like, you're like, okay, up. Every time. what's that? Up. That's exactly what I was going to say. First 15 minutes of Up, I'm a mess. And if you don't think that's cry-worthy, then we'll fight. I cried three times the first time I saw Return of the King at every catastrophic moment. What's um, that? Return of the King. It's the third movie in the Lord of the Rings series. Oh, okay. Get on an eagle. Go ahead. <laughs> That's all Matt I, ever insists I, on saying I, about I disagree Lord of the with that on so many levels. I cry every time I watch Elizabeth Town, which was improperly billed as a romantic comedy. It is Correct. not a romantic comedy. Um, shout out Kirsten Dunst. Shout out Orlando Bloom. Shout out Alec Baldwin. Shout out the Alec random Baldwin's guy. Alec Baldwin's in there? He's the guy who fires Orlando Bloom. Sorry. Man, I don't... I need to... Did he... Did he Orlando... save the planet, but... Yeah, that was him. Did Orlando Bloom not close? Because coffee is for closers. <laughs> so, okay. You cried Elizabeth Town. We both set up. Any other real good ones that you want to throw out that you've cried at? I cried at Arrival, I think. I cried at... Uh... So it might be easier to narrow down what you didn't cry on. <laughs> is this did you cry at this i've never seen it movie. I didn't in, cry in infinity war no. uh, when harry met sally but i sandwich. did not cry in game i don't think i cried in Pacific infinity war what, what i think is a, an interesting uh discussion early on is um the universe that marvel built out so well that it would connect with people enough that they did cry that there were people that were real tore up. Um, I mean, they, they did such a good job building the universe that people were deeply connected to superheroes, which I think mm. is a pretty wild concept to be deeply connected, emotionally invested into superheroes and movies. I disagree well, absolutely. with that. I understand I, why you would say so. I, I agree with what you're saying. No, I, I think, I think if it, you compare it to the DC universe... Sure. Trying to do a similar thing, and we do not care about those characters. And what I'm saying is, they shifted. They shifted from 60s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s superhero. Um, what that genre looked like, what that genre meant, what that genre was trying to accomplish, 
and they shifted into where it could be a blockbuster and a good movie. And one and one that built upon themselves in ways that were meaningful. I think there was a blockbuster <clears throat> good movie superhero upon which Marvel is predicated and it's called the Norse Edda and it's Norse mythology from which Thor was built and I just think it's been a while since we knew what it was like to have blockbusters. Yeah. I, get, I think every major foundational literature of every country is essentially superhero literature or, or fantasy or sci-fi. Um, that is a really good point for a book podcast. Yeah, this is a well, film no, podcast. No, film. Time out. But a lot Matt of that. the word film. Time out. A lot of that stuff was theater. This is the part and, where we get Lance mad. No, I'm not mad. I just. <laughs> Yet. The, we'll keep working at it. Yeah, just blow some more smoke in my face. I'll get there. <laughs> Hot boxing Lance. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I I'm, mean, like, is. Mark. You know, when we're talking about great emotional blockbusters, Pacific Rim. Immediately no, springs to mind. Don't do that. Don't, so I like being Bruce Banner. Greatest point. So I didn't cry. I like Bruce Banner. Don't do that. Pacific Rim. So you asked what if if I cried at Infinity War. How does that play into the beginning? Let, let's get into the movie a little bit now. Yeah. So we open on Hawkeye having a nice little picnic at his little. Uh, uh, you know, he's got one of those perp trackers on his ankle. Uh huh. Which he totally would have needed for like later in the film. I don't understand why he needed it at the start of the film, but I don't remember that being part of right. his story. But he's got a perp tracker on, and you know, and he's with his family eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or something, or one of them wants a whole lot of condiments for their hot dog. I don't remember anyway. So that he's he's with his daughter teaching her how hot to dog condiments go. Mark ketchup. That's it. That's it. Okay. Lance? Where am I eating it and what kind of hot dog? <sighs> That's a good question. Where do you want to eat I'm it? I'm going to go you side and he got excited. <laughs> like, as, as well. if we really want to go all the way, then chili, cheese, onions, and ketchup. Ooh, chili cheese Okay, dog. so you want <laughs> ketchup with the chili? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, technically Extra speaking, ketchup. chili has ketchup in it at some point. Yeah, but like why... At who don't, are you? Don't ask me the question and then no, judge I didn't ask. me for the answer. <laughs> I didn't ask, what do you want with your chili? And you said, a hot dog. <laughs> you asked what condiments. Just, just and hot I think dog. in the hot dog world, chili is an accepted condiment. I mean, okay. there's a lot of street meat in the Marvel Universe. So I don't think it's... I, yeah, this is so relevant. It's relevant. Okay, so what would your <laughs> hot dog... Where do you want to eat your hot dog? Uh, my brother, the last hot dog I had was at my brother's house and he was making Chicago dogs for my, okay. for my, uh, father-in-law and he bought everything down to the celery salt and it was really good. Okay. Uh, I don't I know like if that. I've had a Chicago dog. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you've got like sliced, uh, like cucumbers, sometimes pickles, but, and then you got, out. it's Lance's turn. What? You had your <laughs> chili cheese dog. I got mocked for chili, and you're putting cucumbers on your hot dog. I didn't mock you for chili. I did. And give it a second. Anyway, I want to hear the rest of it. There's, tomatoes, mock it all. there's tomatoes, onions, relish, ketchup, mustard. Uh, sometimes people put mayo on it, and then there's, like, Jeez. celery salt. Um, celery salt goes on everything. Um, so that's pretty good. I like the I like the New York and stuff. Oh, and, 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 the, and peppers and, and onions. You got to do the, like, uh, the... And just you know, some scrambled eggs. And that's all. <laughs> Which I can't do anymore. The nightshades mess with me, but um but like the uh like I like that the New York style stuff. Like, like you're just like stacked on and stuff. Other than the brand flakes, we don't put anything else like, on. Like uh, what's a shout out to uh what's instant karma? Is that yeah, is yeah. that still right? Is that still Joplin, thing Missouri, yeah, still thing. Okay. The like their kitchen sink, I love stuff like that, man. Or like the there's a there's a kitchen sink of the meatball shop in New York City. I love when it's just like you got to dig down to get to the actual meat, that's good. Also, just a Nathan hot dog. Okay, so good answer on what's your favorite. Um, all of them. All of them, clearly. I'm going to have to go with uh, bratwurst to a degree. Onions, sauerkraut, dog. and uh, some mustard. Oh, man, if we're talking like kielbasa, like, yeah. I'll do that on any hot dog. You'll do that on any, you'll do that on like a straight up yeah. bar S. Hunters, sure. Hot dog, 
Okay, what brand of hot dog? Let's do that. I have no need to figure out different brands of hot dogs. I have never wished in my life that I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. O-S-C-A-R. Me neither. So, he's eating sandwiches with his family. Right. Hawkeye. Uh, yeah. Not the one from MASH. Yeah, and he's, no, 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 no. Whole different recap. Alan Alda. There's so much, no. He, that really threw me. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so he's there, and he's shown his daughter how to shoot, and then turns to ask his wife a question, and they're gone, and he turns back around, and there's dust. Oh. All four of them dead. <sighs> and then it it clicks into the Marvel, and this is, I I think, this actually so, sold me that they were going to do a good job uh, because the, the title screen comes on, and the song they play is, Hey, Mr. Fantasy, play me a song, something that'll make me happy. And, like, I don't know how many people there, like, actually heard that song or knew the, knew the context of it uh-huh. or, you know, any of the, the words of the rest of the stuff. It was just... It was so, like, well played, kind of thing. You know, okay. it was just, they're, they're like showing their cards, like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make it right. Um, it switched to. Did I just drop a? I just dropped a orange inside my tea. That's that's fantastic. Might start a trend. Um, yeah, I think it's called mold mold tea or something. Mm. Hot toddy. Um, we go from Hawkeye to uh, back to headquarters, right? I believe so. Old HQ. Where, like, people are just freaking out. It's either headquarters or it goes to what you probably saw in the trailer, which is Tony Stark out in space. He's out there with um, Nebula. Okay, didn't know that. Cool. And he kind of records. He's like starving. He's like really emaciated. Like Downey Jr. got really thin for the role. Yeah, he is freaky thin. Like old man thin. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like has been starving out in space kind of thing. He's recording kind of like a last. He should have made, should have farmed some potatoes. That would have been helpful. Um, I believe that's a different film. I hear you need to make some hydrogen for that. He was out of fuel. So uh, he records this thing, and then he falls asleep. Nebula tucks him in really sweetly, like he's going to die, and there's this great burst of light, and it's Captain Marvel, and she starts flying him back to HQ where people are talking about what they're going to do, and they have no idea. Why was she? Why was he starving? Was he starving himself on purpose? No, because they're, they're flying they're back lost from that planet space. where he got a, you know, a moon thrown uh, out of okay. space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'll like that needs some ice on so he, that or yeah, something. He just thinks it's the end. Like you got a cold compress or what? Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? Okay. So, Mark, do you want to take over from there, where uh, Captain Marvel has him? And again, uh, we're we're we are trying to make this just a touch under the actual runtime. <laughs> Lance sounds like an old smoker tonight. It's great. He's sick. He sounds uh, like one. You are one. <laughs> Bada bing. So, I mean, the movie jumps around a lot, so it is hard for me to recall exactly chronologically. But it's yeah, okay. Captain Marvel comes around. Um, she's like, "What the hell happened?" And uh, where's Nick Fury? So we get Fury back, so he's around. And um, Man, what what does so did Fury not disappear? And he didn't disappear, did he? No, he didn't. He calls Captain Marvel at the end of the last film. Disappeared. So he's the one that gets Captain Marvel to come in. He got her to come in, but he's gone. So basically, they're in recruiting phase at this point. Like, okay, is there anything we can do to remedy this situation? Sure. What what can we do? Um, And it, the film kind of jumps where a couple years have passed. So everybody's basically dealt with, hey, half of us died and has done its best to move on. Um, So everybody's dealing with grief and PTSD and all that. No. Not yet. They all all decide. Yeah, they all decide. uh, Marvel, Hulk. That's right. Marvel, Hulk, Tony, who 
like when he comes back, he's like on an IV and he's like a dementia patient. Like he's like furious. Uh, he's arguing with Cap over how nothing helped. Um, Hawkeye, Thor. Well, they have yeah, they have to go recruit Thor. So here's here's the one of the funnest oh, parts of yeah. the film is they that. have to go find Thor. Uh, and some time has passed. Okay. Uh, when they find Thor, he is fat, and he's sitting around <laughs> getting drunk and playing video games. He's nice. like real fat. It's just this really fun version of Thor where he's just gone like full, like failed frat boy. <laughs> he's just given up nice. on everything. And he's talking about like old flames and... He's talking about how he used to be awesome. It's the most pathetic Thor you'll ever see. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And he doesn't feel worthy of the hammer anymore. Oh, okay. Which is awesome. And uh no, 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 that that also happens later. So before that, before that, um he's he's not he's not fat at oh, the start. We jumped because far. yeah, so they they're all together and and they figure out there's a bur- burst of energy that happened right after the thing happened. The they, snap. The snap. Yeah. yeah. They get everybody back. They figured out where Thanos. They is figured gone. out that he moved there to make his like garden or whatever. They fly. He's there, retired. Uh, on one of the ships. It's like I put in a good career of universe ending. Got a little Zen garden with some bonsai. Yeah. It's like I'm just gonna chill out. Yeah. It's a very large Zen garden with some like kumquats or something he's eating. What are those things? Probably cucumbers to put on his hot dog. It's a prickly pear from <laughs> oh, it's a it's a Disney shout out to the Jungle Book. Um, only in this thing, the tiger is the best. So he's just gardening, making his Chicago dogs, Kay. hanging out. Okay, well, there's no repercussions from me ending half of life um, in the universe. His just half his, half his face is gone. His arms gone. They all show up and they because the snap took a lot out of him. Yeah, all that yeah, power. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's all like torched up on the right side, you know. Um so yeah, it looked like he got in like a bad tractor accident or something. <laughs> and he like, you know, like anhydrous ammonia or something. And like they uh they all show up and he uh he doesn't even really try to fight him. He talks to him a little bit and Thor has Stormbreaker and he cuts off Thanos's hand, and they get the Infinity Gauntlet from him, uh-huh. and he mouths off a little bit, and then Thor cuts his head off. Like five minutes into the film. Oh wow! Yeah, and then flash forward a few years, and Thor is no. Hold on, <laughs> Thor is fat now. The snap, Thanos destroyed all the stones with right. the stones. Right. So there's no. So stones. they're hoping they can like reverse this, but no, like the stones, stones are, are gone. gone. So there's no way to like bring anybody back right so then it flash forwards five years and they try to get everybody back together or whatever to figure something out and it's really not working and they have some sort of like council where they're all talking on the radio to or whatever it is yeah i mean things are a mess like thor's a mess so uh, that's when he's because he's like he's like didn't i didn't i kill that guy we don't yeah, talk about it's that like guy. we're done i here. killed that guy you know, he's yeah, like, Tony is like not one to have anything to do with anybody. Sure. He's like, I he just want to live normal life now. Cabin. He has a daughter. Uh, Hawkeye's gone rogue. He's just disappeared and he's just he's killing, killing people everybody. everywhere. Really? Like, like he's going after like crime underlords, but he is like, like punk rock haircut tattoos everywhere. He's going John everybody. Wick on everyone. Yeah. Very, very John Wick. Keanu. <laughs> so, so that's happening. They killed his dog. Cap is doing like AA and, and with his whole people. family, but. I mean, he's not drunk, but he's like, he's like doing group therapy. So everyone's settled, essentially. Okay. They're dealing with their grief. Yep. Yep. And then a rat, which is the most powerful rat in the entire Marvel universe, walks over the keypad on the van that's holding uh, Ant-Man inside the giant quantum realm thing from the end of ant-man i didn't see that but that's fine okay so at the end of ant-man there's a giant quantum realm thing in a van that ant-man gets sucked into but the other guys turn into ash so the quantum realm is basically it's the realm that's like inside the particles inside the particles oh no i saw that but i thought he got out of that nope stuck because they wait was that ant-man and the wasp 
Yeah. They got stuck in? Okay. Yeah. I haven't yeah, seen that. They the all turned that. into ash. So it's like phenomenal cosmic power, itty bitty living space. He's stuck in there. So I'll see the last one you're wondering, like, where is Ant-Man? It's like Marvel's, it's like, yeah. nice in the quantum realm. Yeah, it's Marvel's uh, genie lamp kind of thing. Okay. So there's, so instead so of. So Will Smith pops out. Uh, well, he shoots out of this thing. He gets out because of this awesome, powerful rat that walks over the buttons. And then he. <laughs> um, the rat Marvel's true hero. He's the Marvel rat, rat man. Um no no rattle moving on uh he uh he shows up and like ding dong ditches um the uh guys who are at avengers uh hudson i think it's upstate new york site and says hey i got an idea and basically tries to talk to him they're like so he's like so I know it's been five years, but it was only like five seconds for me. So I think time doesn't work the same way here. So what if we went into the quantum realm and then exited another way? And Enter like, time travel. And they're like, so like a time machine? How else are you going to fix this? I mean, yeah, like a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And so they try. And then Matthew McConaughey plays Cats in the Cradle. That's right. Um, so And Matt Damon betrays everyone. Yeah, and they... Always, except for when farming potatoes. Um, when did Matt Damon betray anyone? Always. What? Not in Goodwill Hunting. Not in, the, not in Rounders. <laughs> not in Rounders. Worm was the bad guy in Rounders. He betrays everyone in... Not in Elysium. Interstellar. Oh, what else? There's, there's oh, like yeah, two yeah. other I forgot he was in Interstellar. Where he betrays everyone. It's like, just please never trust Matt Damon, unless you can trust him with your potatoes, but that's it. With your potatoes, your cards, your and your poop counseling. potatoes. Poop potatoes. Anyway, yep. so starchy things. Um, he is... Uh, Bruce Banner tries to time travel with... Uh, they go. They, they all show up to Iron Man saying, he's like, dude, I got a kid now. I mean, I can't. And sure. He turns them all away. He doesn't want to help, wants to stay in his cabin in his van down by the river. And they all go back, and <laughs> Bruce Cole Banner's Matt like, Foley. hey, we'll try it out anyway. And Ant-Man's an idiot, so he's like, hey, I'll I'll be the guinea pig. And they suck him into the time portal and spit him out, and he's a baby. And then they suck him into the time portal and spit him out, and he's like a geriatric old man. And then they're like, they're like freaking out, like, Bruce, what are you going to do? He's like, okay, I want you to cut the power when I do it this time. And they suck him in, and he comes back as regular Ant-Man. He's like, I think I peed myself. <laughs> But I don't know if it was baby me or old me. <laughs> <laughs> and, that was a good joke. And uh, classic ball run. Quick, quick yeah. aside. Another great joke at this point. Not really joke, but just it's just fun. Is Bruce Banner has figured out oh, how right. to average out his two personas. It's Merge Hulk. Okay, so it and looks so like Bruce and he, talks like Bruce, but he's always Hulk size. Yeah, he's just always Hulk. Did they show like him figuring mild mannered Hulk now? Nope. Nope. No, they just found him. You like just meet that. him, and he's like, he's Hulk, but he's like and wearing he's like taking glasses. selfies with kids like, and stuff. And yeah, like I think Scarlet Witch is kind of into it, but <laughs> she really doesn't talk much about it because <laughs> she lost old Mind Nugget or whatever his name was. <laughs> Mind Nugget. Mind Nugget. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a little nuggy in a mind. Oh gosh. Nugs. So. Yeah, so Thor's fat and Hulk is like Hulky. Yeah, Bruce Bruce Hulk. Um and Iron Man shows back up after cracking it through a through a uh not a double helix help me. What's it called? Triple helix. Mobius strip. Oh, sure. Uh where they end at the same place they began. Um you know, like B time theory. So we yeah. believe you. Uh, obviously, you listeners can't see the blank stare I'm giving Lance. <laughs> B-time theory is the idea that changing the past is impossible because if you change the past, that past affects your future. So you wouldn't be there to go change it. Exactly. So gotcha. therefore, therefore... The if hole in every time travel movie. Um, What's that? It feels like the hole in most time travel. I said yeah, every... That, but. And they even say that. They list out almost every major time travel movie and say this is so they they run with b theory which is essentially that the 
that time travel is factored into the present. Um, and so like what's happening in the present is predicated on time travel as well as the stuff that's happened in the past because time travel has happened in the past. Um, so like, so they're assuming that they're living in a timeline in which Thanos is defeated, which incorporates the time travel they're planning on doing. Um, so their goal is to go back, steal all the stones from past versions of them, use them to bring everybody back, and then return them to those times before they're gone to make like a closed loop-de-loop inside the thing, like a Mobius strip. So they all have to split up and track down these former versions so it's of a themselves to go okay. steal from. So like, there's like three different teams, and one team goes to New York, um, it, like uh, Iron Man. So you got lots of fun flashbacks at this point because they're entering into former points in the sure. series. Also a nice cheap fix for Disney who gets to use old footage. That's what I was going to say. It's like the, the cheap sitcom episode that you get they're like remember when we did this and then you're like oh yeah i guess i did <laughs> now that you showed hey guys, me we blew our budget on the first film how do we fix this yeah yeah a time heist <laughs> um yeah so i i guess i misunderstand the end of the plan so they go and steal the stones use the stones to get everybody back and then return the stones back to thanos or back to the people so back that thanos the does so it again so that thanos can still steal them so what's interesting about that from a story standpoint to me is that they're still sacrificing a lot of their well-being that five years of well-being in order to save their friends oh yeah there's a lot of sacrifices most of (laughs) most of this film is about them reconciling and dealing with past issues and just accepting that they're going to move forward handicapped retired dead whatever Sure. Um, in order to bring everybody back. So, um, yeah, it's a big thing. Um, and, like, becoming okay with who you really are sure. is a big, big theme. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, Iron Man, Hulk, Cap, go back to... Oh, and Ant-Man, go back to the event in New York, which is the Time Stone... The time stone is at the New York Sanctum before Doctor Strange is there. The power stone is in the staff, and then the the space stone is in the Tesseract. All three of them are there. There There are two stones, the reality stone and the soul stone in 2012, I think. I'm not sure. Um, Where they go back to... um, Moran and wherever the Soul Stone was at. Okay. And then what was the last one? Uh, soul Mind. Yeah. Mind Stone. No, the Mind Stone is inside the. Mm. Oh, it's Quinn. He's got. Oh the power yeah, yeah, stone. yeah. Because he's the one that takes staff. it from at the beginning of the first Guardians. So he's taking one of the stones. So I, I think I got it wrong. Yeah, he's got the he's got the so power stone right back and the, into the, and the soul stone are basically in the same quadrant where they're at. The reality stone is on yeah. Thor's planet. So Thor and Rocket go to get the reality stone, and then it's Nebula, Gamora. No, Gamora's dead. Nebula, um, War Machine. So they're going to get one. That's the, yeah. Anyway, yeah, they're they're going, they all back. go to get the stones and like just shit. It's the fan man. Uh, Nebula, when she goes back into the time, her computer interface seeks up with real Nebula, and then her face starts to project what everyone else is seeing, and then Thanos realizes that future versions of them are coming to get them, and then he starts hacking into her memories to it just get makes Thanos real happy future. because. He's seeing this and realizing, oh, I've already succeeded at this. And he just has to stop him. Yeah, yeah. so he just has to show up. So he's so old. And that's Thanos. who he's double motivated. And that's probably why he was so sure of himself in uh in Infinity War. Yeah, like I'm an ev- this is inevitability. Yeah. 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 I know this will work. I know it'll work. Yeah. So he so he shows up and starts jacking stuff up. Thor gets really moody. 
because he's with Rocket and just he's like, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. Like he's just like such a wuss. Yeah. And and Rocket's a fantastic motivational speaker. Of and course. Rocket's like trying to like slap him, and get him, and and ends up basically single handedly injecting uh, Princess Amidala with the Natalie Portman. Yep shot and extracts a reality stone from her while Thor is like debriefing with his mom about how he's unworthy <laughs> and just wants like he's like it's just this huge mama's boy scene and then he like reaches out he's like I just gotta and he's like got this huge belly I, I just gotta try and he's in like sweats I just gotta try <laughs> he's in sweats this whole time <laughs> yeah he sweats and he's got like he's got like aviator glasses everyone gives like their debriefs of like how they're gonna okay break into different things and he's just like drunk explaining his like old dating relationships and stuff like he's just like a disaster um but he like reaches out his mom's like uh, sometimes it takes a little bit <laughs> and he gets the hammer you know like um so he's like i'm still worthy uh ends up going back uh they knock out quinn uh, harvey quinn medicine man and get whatever yeah. his name is wow and and get the Chris Pratt Quinn references. Get the stone from him, and then uh, bad shit happens in the New York Sanctum because Hulk can't convince um, the White Witch to. Uh, I can't remember her name. Bald. I never saw the you know Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Strange yeah, basically they have to go into Doctor Strange's. What is little world name? before Doctor Strange even exists. Right, right. So he's not the guardian of and that she, stone. Yet. She's the one that say if you don't replace it. Tilda Swinton. And Tilda Swinton, thank you. Um if you don't replace it, then and she like She's the only one that like they can actually converse with, like you're you get what's happening. Right. You know, like they can explain it to her and right, so right. she can actually walk through it with them and eventually agrees, like, okay, I get what you're doing. You just gotta get it back here, right? And she's like, she's like, why did Stephen Strange give up the Time Stone? Like, she can't conceive it, right? Um, and then Bruce talks her through. He's like, I don't know, maybe you made a mistake. She's like, that's impossible. He's the greatest of us, and so she actually unlocks the thing and gives him the Time Stone. She's like, you have no idea how much I'm trusting you right now, kind of thing. Um, so he gets that back. But then Captain America faces off against former Captain America who thinks that future Captain America is Loki. Oh, yeah. And they just beat the trash out of each other. And he's like, I could do this all day. And Cap's like, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> but just listen. You know, like. Right, right, right. Uh, so there's a lot of good moments like that. And he uh, he fails. And Iron Man uh, working with Ant-Man. Um, Ant-Man busts into Iron Man's core and gives him a fake cardiac arrest <laughs> and kicks the suitcase away, but then Loki gets a hold of it and leaves. Oh, no. And then also gets a hold of the staff or something and leaves. And so, the, like, two out of six stones are gone. You right. just got to just give Loki one more chance to get in there and screw yeah. <laughs> And Tom Hiddleston? Mm-hmm. How about that? Well done. I'm so proud of you. Wow. Yeah, compared to all my like white witch and yeah, yeah, <laughs> Ami Dallas, Tildy, uh, Old Tildy, Tildy Wings. Um, so they have only enough Pim juice for one trip back to the future. Yep, <laughs> and do what you will with Pim juice. And he, uh, and Ant-Man's like freaking out. And then Tony realizes that there's a place where those two stones are in the same place at the same time. Cause it's the Tesseract and the, the Mind Stone. Uh-huh. I think that's right. Or they got one of them and maybe they're just looking for the Tesseract at that point. I don't remember. It's getting a little complicated at this point. Any, anyway, they, um, they figure out that they can, uh, and Tony's like, I. He's like, how sure are you? Because if you don't get the date right, like we're screwed, <laughs> you know, like right, right. And Tony's like, I know when it is. Um, is it his parents' car I'm crash? Certain, I'm certain, and I know how I know. Yeah, it's his birthday. Um, 
And so he goes back to the base his dad was on. And Cap steals Ant-Man's Pim Juice. Uh-huh. And then um, Iron Man busts in and breaks in the thing. And there's this awesome moment where he gets to talk to his dad and encourage him about being a father. And realizes, like, his dad was great. Yeah. And, you know, him being a dad now, too. And he just he just gets, like, really emotional. And they, they go back. And then they put all... Oh, oh the Mind Stone. Um, Hawkeye and Scarlet Johansson meet up with Red Skull. And they fight back and forth over who's going to sacrifice themselves. Because you got to give up someone. Yeah. And they fight and they fight and they fight over the edge. And they're hanging off. And then she gets to where... He gets to where he's got to hang on to the top and she's below him and she just kicks off the wall and dies. Oh, wow. And that's how Hawkeye gets the stone and then goes back and everyone goes like, we're all back? Okay, great. And then he's like, where's Cat? And or Hulk says that and he's just like devastated because he feels yeah. like it should be him because right. he's been killing everybody, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Right, and she's the one that's been there, like trying to get him out of right. the and terrible like mind state he's in. She didn't have anybody else, right? You know? So they go. Iron Man makes a new gauntlet out of his nanobots, which like form fit, and then they debate over who's going to do it, who's going to snap. Thor thinks he can take it, and and Bruce is like, "It's got to be me." Because this stuff is mostly gamma radiation. And he snaps and all these people come back and all this plant life and animal life comes back and Hawkeye's family starts, you know. Materializing again? No, just calling him. They don't see oh, anybody yeah. yet. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but they know, like, there's it's obvious that things are brighter out and uh-huh. his family calls him. Um, but they don't have really any reports. Thanos' ship shows up and nukes the entire, like, Avengers station to the point where it, like, craters into the ground and then they're, like, all caving Probably in. the greatest plot hole because they all just sort of climb out of the rubble like, oh, well, that sucked. Huh. No, they don't. <laughs> they almost drowned. Yeah, but, I mean, more of them should have died in that moment. But that, you know, moving well, on. That might be. But, <laughs> um, and then it ends up with basically, like, Cap Thor and Iron Man um, out there and Thanos is just waiting for them and he goes they all they th- the three of them go and just start running uh-huh um, and Thor's got both Stormbreaker and Mjolnir from the past uh-huh he's got both hammers and they just take off and they just start going after him like crazy and then Iron Man gets beat pretty soundly pretty quickly and so does Thor um while Hawkeye's being chased from all the goobers up in the uh-huh. spaceship and uh and Thor gets knocked out and almost to the point where uh like Thanos is starting to push Stormbreaker into his breastplate like he's gonna kill Thor yeah and then Thanos gets hit in the back of the head with Mjolnir and Captain America Captain. is wielding Mjolnir and the and the shield, and yeah. it just starts like both the shield and the hammer just like tearing into him, which works for a while, and then Thanos basically. So Thanos, I'm sorry, he came back, he time traveled to the future then, no, or this is is this no, withered? Uh, well, he basically had to have because they already killed him. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is time traveling. But he figured out what was going on, and he didn't want him done do it. Do oh, it. that's what it was. Due yeah, to no. Nebula, like reading her mind right. or whatever. No, like, yeah, he used, so he figures out what's happening, and he's like, two can play that trick." He used something. I don't remember what it was. To basically, his whole ship flew through the main time travel thing they had, busted out, turned around, and then nuked the place. Um. But then he slices his giant sword into Cap's shield and, like, cuts it in half. Oh, wow. And then, like, it's basically Cap versus an entire army 
of Thanos and like the hordes that were in the first Avengers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all of these little spinny circles start showing up. And Doctor Strange. And like all of the Wakanda army shows up. And then like Ant Man busts up from like where he's been saving. And he goes up Thanos' butt. All- <laughs> and they just great. start going at it. oh and then like we should just end uh, it there. iron man's wife shows up in a new set of armor so pepper Potts is there uh-huh. free in armor because she's still like the genetically modified gal too right or did did he oh, fix yeah, that yeah. what she it was Back. like it was iron man 3 wasn't it yeah i don't remember where that. she uh like the people were human bombs. Like they they got too hot. They couldn't right, regulate. Yeah, I remember that. And then she was one of them, but she could regulate a little bit. But I guess Tony probably would have fixed it because I remember he said There's like not really much reference to that. I fixed yeah. it. I fixed it on a cocktail napkin twenty years ago when I was drunk. I think I can fix it now. Caring about you, huh? <laughs> Tony Stark, baller. Okay, uh, so yeah. everyone shows up. Um, to fight, and it gets pretty intense. Because the gauntlet gets into enemy hands after Hulk's snap. And then there's like this awesome relay race of like Hawkeye trying to get it. He can't get it up. Then it passes to Black Panther and then it goes and then Spider-Man and then uh, Valkyrie has it at one point. And then like there's this beautiful shot with like all the women. There's just like the girls trying to get the thing with Captain Marvel at the head. And she goes toe-to-toe with Thanos. And it looks like Thanos. Oh, they try to they try to take... Uh, Captain Marvel tries to fly back into the van because they realize if they can get the van back open, it's the only way to time travel it back. So she's going to go and fly the stones into the van. Mm-hmm. And then Thanos just like chucks his sword into the van and blows up. Uh, and then so it looks like he's going to get him back. And then he gets he gets the glove on. Um, like he's going to snap all over again. And then Dr. Strange looks at Tony and gives him like, there's only one way this works. And Tony goes and he just reaches on with his, um, Iron Man thing. (laughs) And all the nanobots had like a switcheroo Mm. and, and Thanos goes to click and it's an empty click because all the stones are gone. And he says, I'm inevitable, and snaps, nothing works. And then all the nanobots are moving the stones onto Tony's arm. He said, yeah, but I'm Iron Man. (laughs) Snaps. And then, like, the whole army just turns into dust. Wow. And, but, like, it kills Tony. Yep. Because he couldn't handle it. Yeah, like, he's he's, he's completely incapacitated. So someone snapped to undo it, but then there was still power level because banner snapped to undo it right banner snapped to undo the people but tony snapped to get rid of thanos in the army right right which i think why did why weren't the infinity stones i guess destroyed after the undoing takes um, less energy to undo time it. like thanos just no, shows up time right to then. <laughs> like well snap, no so and here's i thought i thought they were destroyed after thanos snapped the first time in Infinity War because yeah. all that energy. No, they weren't destroyed then. He he used the stones to destroy the stones afterwards. Oh, he used them to destroy them. Yeah. So it couldn't. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, um, so yeah, so Tony dies and then it ends with a funeral and him kind of giving a speech. Um. Yeah, and then you've got that moment where it's like it's. You know, it's Iron Man's funeral, so everyone is there. So even if you only see somebody for a second, like, you're panning over every single character ever. You know, so that's a really interesting moment. Sounds like quite a movie. It's pretty good. Um, (laughs) What was... Mark was up at one of the Guardians. Him and Quinn are arguing over who's going to be the captain. It's pretty funny. (laughs) So, Mark, what was your favorite part? Uh, of the film. Let's just take a moment and say how much I appreciate that you used the word film. I know. <laughs> uh, man, there's, there really are a lot of great moments. I, I really do like 
I like Thor's whole arc. Okay. Because at first it just it feels like a joke. You know, like ha Thor's yeah. fat. You it's know. actually but it's like the his, best story. Yeah, like his story thing. and how he like comes back to redemption is Pretty I think the most interesting one. Okay. You know. And it I, and I think the one that we can identify with the most because he goes to a really pathetic place. It's it's really a And he goes to part. that place after yeah. like It's great. He did what everybody wanted to do, but like you're still kind of shocked when he does it when he beheads Thanos at right. the beginning you're like Somehow, after all that, you still sort of feel a little like, well, that was a little harsh. <laughs> like, right. You know, and then he comes out of that and well, just it, it, falls apart. To, to do that, it would be almost. It feels like they've got a code that would pro- prohibit them from just. Right. Like, and he, he kind of breaks vigilante that code, murdering. And it's like him. it breaks him. Yeah. You know, and so. Same with Hawkeye. Yeah, because he's, mo- he's the angriest one. Like, okay. no, I. Like, he, you know. It's it's not even I want to make it right. It's like I just want to kill him. Okay. You know? And so he's coming from the unhealthiest place probably. And then you see the effects of that in a very realistic way. Sure. Which is, you know, it's used comedically, but it's also like, yeah, any one of us, like that's really right. a much more realistic, you know, outcome for us to sit around and become Yeah, it's kind of like know, alcoholics, You know, and then he has to come back to, you know, Am I worthy? Right. You know, can I? Is there redemption from this? Huh. And so it, it does. It feels really powerful when he gets the hammer back. You know. Uh, Stop. Hammer time. So <laughs> was that your favorite part as well, Lance? Thor's the arc? Thor arc. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay. I mean, like, who hasn't asked that? You know. Yeah, and I mean that's a common thread through all of it because you see Hawkeye go through the same thing. You see how he responds. And has to come out of that state and Caps you know integrity. find redemption He's again. Like worthy to wield the hammer, always has been. And then, <laughs> you know, because Iron Man is everybody's leader, like he has the moment where I think he knows as soon as he figures out how to fix everything. I think he knows he's pro- he's gonna die. Yeah. In that moment, like you you can kind of feel it. Like yeah. I'm probably not gonna come back from this. You so know? I think that's a great segue here. Um, do I think? which should be our last point. Um, the Marvel universe was kind of started with Iron Man. So Iron that's Man. the interesting thing. There's a, there's actually a bonus thing at the end of the film. Okay, go ahead. It is the rhythmic sound of him hammering and building the Mach 1 and the cave from the first film. Like the ding, uh-huh. ding, like right before the Iron Man song actually starts in in uh-huh. the first film. So it actually loops fully. Okay. And it's just him coming back and like it's technically all of this was started with the building of the right one. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I want to get into because um Iron Man, the original one, was, mm-hmm. was a big hit. Um mm-hmm. it it was a big enough hit that listen, they don't build out this this cinematic universe uh unless they make money. There's no reason to keep making these movies if they're not making money. Mm-hmm. Um, from from their standpoint, like telling the story isn't a good enough one. But I think they were pretty responsible with the story. I think we'd agree. Yeah. Um, the story they chose to tell because there's so many stories you can you can tell from the comic books. Um, I guess the the quick discussion I wanted to have was just the growth of Tony Stark and Iron Man, mm-hmm. watching him from. The first one, mm-hmm. blustering bravado, um, almost a nihilistic, devil may care attitude. Mm-hmm. To you know when he's when he's in the cabin in the woods, is that him disappointed at the redemption that he had experienced up until that point, or did he experience the redemption until he sacrificed him? Like had it not been experienced until he sacrificed himself at the end. Because he tries to sacrifice himself plenty of times through those movies. Yeah. I I think Iron Man is an onion where the outside is unmanned aircraft mm-hmm. and the core is an unaircraft man. And it is a constant journey of him to become more and more that unaircraft man. Yeah. So that you can have a personal response to force. 
yeah. oriented around his vocation and his calling and not this distant, you know, arms dealing, I'm going to push a button and bomb, bomb right. people distance away. And I think <laughs> on the outside, it's that arrogance. And on the inside, it's it's the core of what humility is and deference to others. And I think the more and more he defers to the team, the more and more he moves towards that actual ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his journey is definitely humility. It's interesting. It's interesting to me to have such a big, popular enterprise uh, really drive home some some excellent ideas mm-hmm. about humility and, mm-hmm. and worthiness, worthiness and, and integrity with Cap. I mean. Yeah. Family with Scarlet. Loyalty too with, with mm-hmm. several. Hulk, the the reconciliation and unification of mind and body. Yeah. And not just letting them be some weird dualism, but actually bringing them together. Right. It's it's an interesting it's just a, it's an interesting story arc that we've got mm-hmm. to, to show all that. Um to show how and honestly, thinking off the top of my head. Most of the villains in the movies mm-hmm. were driven by pretty decent motivator. Like they weren't cheesy villains. They and and on, honestly, a lot of them were driven. They were the the other side of the coin of um what happens when you're hurt. Mm-hmm. And with the Avengers, they tend to have responded in a in a good way, albeit it, it's taken some time apparently from the recap. But they they respond in a good way, a healthy way, or maybe not even healthy, but like they choose to try to do something, whereas and do and do something constructive, whereas the villains have been hurt and they choose to destroy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we or saw they, that, or they choose to just search, seek after some proximate good rather than ultimate good. Yeah. Felt like we we saw that surface in the almost the most real way in Black Panther with the villain there. That's exactly what I was thinking with Killmonger. Yeah, yeah. because and I, that's the comment I heard frequently was like, "That was the best villain you know that we've seen in he a was while." Sympathetic because you kind of liked him. He was a sympathetic <laughs> you know, villain. Like you found out his past, and it's like, man, I can see where yeah, you're coming absolutely. from. Absolutely, you know, yeah, which the Malcolm made it, X, Martin Luther King thing. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the core of the X Men universe, but it's it was shown in a more direct way through them. Yeah, and that's what like any Batman film does when it's doing it well is any uh, any villain is a direct opposite of you know an aspect of the char- of the good character. I think. I think I've got a good idea of what happened in the movie. It was a good recap by you guys. Um, and I, I got to just say, I'm I'm really in the mood for a hot dog right now. So <laughs> uh, we're going to we're going to sign off uh, episode one of Rancid Movies and uh, hope you all enjoyed it. We'll be back for more later.